0: Dave, 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 Dave.
2: Well good morning Arkansas you know there's got to be a morning after and uh in fact Zach I had that song for us older folks the the Poseidon Adventure uh that we got a little part of
3: that's got to be a morning after if we can hold. to find the sunshine let's yeah. keep on yeah
2: that was a, a song or a movie uh some time back but and the uh uh the references to uh there's got to be a morning after the election along with stacy peterson my communications director yeah obviously i'm not uh dave ellswick dave uh worked late last night having a little foot surgery and uh going to get a little r&r so uh I was so uh, excited to get invited to come and host the show, Treasure State Dennis Milligan. And uh, one good thing, Stacey, I wasn't on the ballot last night.
4: It's true.
2: Yeah. And uh, so uh, it's, that's always good when you're not on the ballot. Uh, we'll talk about some interesting races. Uh, and I know that uh, the listeners out there, some of them are waking up and perhaps went to bed before the results. I've got uh, Terry Benham coming in from seven till eight uh, from Impact Management. Certainly, a very talented individuals handled a lot of races. I've got uh, one of my chief deputies, Grant Wallace, coming in from eight to nine to help us. So uh, we're going to just have a, a a good morning. So uh, now, one thing that Zach Thomas, who's running and pushing all the buttons and controlling everything, I know he's kind of shaking his head having to deal with amateurs. But uh, uh, I want to give a uh, a shout out this morning to Brad Harness from the Capitol Police. Brad's one of my favorite guys, and Brad, thank for, you know, thank you and the uh, the rest of the crew at the Capitol Police that keep us keep us all safe and sound. So, Stacy, what was the big race of the night? Was it Biden winning here in Arkansas?
4: Um, I think that was a that was very um, that was big. Um, I think one for me was the for me was uh seeing the barbara webb and uh her way her race
2: okay now that 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 started off uh first of all that was that got to be kind of a contentious race a little bit i mean technically uh billed as a nonpartisan race Mm -hmm. uh i don't know that that stayed that away that long
4: Mm, not necessarily yeah um but you could i mean what i don't know what you would expect yeah as far as that goes her husband's um the chair of the party so you kind of would assume
2: well uh again i looked at it as uh, a judge uh uh judge morgan uh uh i'm sorry judge welch mm-hmm. uh um <laughs> i got that backwards amateurs zach amateurs um uh, Anyway, I, I looked upon that though. He had a lot of the trial lawyers uh, behind him, and of course Barbara had. Uh, and by the way, as a disclaimer, my wife and I, uh, Barbara and her twin sister Becky, uh, graduated a year ahead of us at McClellan High School. Which, by the way, is no uh, after this year is no longer. Uh, and Stacy, just for the record, I'm going down in the history books uh, as the only constitutional officer ever elected. Uh, from McClellan, because uh the the, uh, the school will be shutting down joining with j a fair combining should I say so uh anyway, with that uh we'll have uh I think Congressman French Hill on at seven o five so just a just a large amount of that information, and as I said, Zach's if he's not pulled his hair out already uh he will be here pretty quickly uh because of the amateurs uh now uh w- there were some other races uh too as we kind of delve back into the election uh the Sullivan Cooper race up in Fayetteville the I think the governor actually threw in for John Cooper went up there what's w- what's your take on that one that was a pretty good whoop in there
4: that that was interesting to me um just to see I mean, he
2: beat an incumbent. Um, well, now, Dan was not without some experience. Uh, sure. representative. Uh, so, I mean, and they they had uh, ran a race before where Cooper only beat him by 67 votes. Now, I've actually been a recipient myself. Typically, when uh, two candidates that ran against each other run against each other again, the outcome is usually the same. But I think there were some pieces that, that came into play uh, – certainly the uh n r a endorsement mm-hmm. uh you know where cooper was got an f and I think Dan Sullivan got a uh a endorsement mm-hmm. uh that was big uh and then also I think some of the other uh, uh, things that were John had supported the governor uh also came back to somewhat haunt him a little bit
4: yeah i mean i I definitely would agree with that i um, that was just an to me that's interesting, just on a lot of different levels because you have um a state rep who's running and you have a, a you have two people who are already serving who are running so it's just um interesting to see kind of how they how that played out and mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting
2: well be mindful for the listeners out there. A Senate seat is about three times the size of a rep seat. Mm -hmm. For example, an average Senate seat would be about 90,000 represented. A rep seat would be around 30,000. Now, it may not be exactly, uh, you know, but but those are are good numbers. So certainly uh, for Representative Sullivan, uh, soon to be uh, our Mm Senator-elect Sullivan now, he was able to reach out, get his message out, and uh, and obviously Senator Cooper uh, was not uh, uh, successful in uh, sustaining uh, uh, what what he was trying to communicate. Now uh, we talked about the Webb uh, race just a little bit. There were some other races around too. Some in my home county of Saline, and there were some circuit uh, judge races that uh, uh, were you know pretty prominent. Uh, you had Brent Houston defeating Josh Newton, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Brent Houston, being a longtime Celine County lawyer guy, had a lot of contacts. Uh, Josh Newton had kind of a, well, he was appointed as a district judge uh, by Governor Hutchinson and then uh, stepped into to run for this circuit judgeship, which, again, uh, uh, very competitive. For those, again, out there that don't know, a judge a circuit judge uh, or a supreme court justice they they have to they can't serve past 70 years old now if they get elected they they can serve out that term but if uh you can't run uh at uh, uh at 70 they have to step step down now the reason why and it's pretty easy that they can run mm-hmm but they get the retirement benefits mm-hmm. taken away and I don't think that's a that's kind of a no brainer uh you know to uh, to want to sacrifice that uh for for that so uh again we had the uh uh farmer uh, uh Josh Farmer Digby Race which uh again uh, uh Josh's dad is the mayor of Benton a long time uh uh, educator, football coach. Uh, so, uh, uh again, uh, looks like the farmer dynasty's kind of, kind of a rare in its head there in Saline County. You've got a circuit judge and a, and a, and a mayor there again, a host of races that will kind of uh, touch on throughout the state. There's more, uh, you know, the world revolves more around – I always say in Chairman Webb from the Republican Party, uh, everything revolves around Saline County, but uh, that's just because I'm a little biased. So uh, i tell you what, a uh, little information, it's 52 degrees here in Little Rock, 54 in Cabot, 54 in Conway, 55 – what do you got me, Zach, just uh, in line? 53 in Pine Bluff, 50 – again, 52 here in Little Rock. Uh uh, not for sure, I guess, traffic. We'll get into all that, Zach, right, and talk about that just a little bit and make sure the drive-in is good. For those that don't know, too, I'm an early morning guy. I mean, if I wasn't sitting here right now, Stacey, as you know, I'd be sitting uh, in the state capitol mapping out things and uh, uh, getting uh, uh, getting work ready for y'all to to achieve. So we're going to talk about the Treasury just a little bit and I tell you what, just for the sake, Zach, let's take this uh, little break right here. Get our feet back underneath us. We'll be back uh, live here with the Legend Dave Ellswick Show. But well, we're back, uh, uh, Arkansas, and, and and obviously I'm not Dave Ellswick. Along with Stacy Peterson, I'm Arkansas's Treasure State, Dennis Milligan, uh, and thanking you, Arkansas, for allowing uh, Stacy and I to serve you. I think we're going to have. Uh, uh, a little bit of uh, one thing Zach brought up and I thought was interesting and in, uh, in actually trying to comprehend all the races was the Furman McClure race that was in Saline County. You know, that that rep race got a little bit controversial. Uh, the The point was that uh, uh, she didn't live in the district. I think there was a lawsuit actually filed on that one. And, uh, of course, the judge threw it out, said uh, that she was uh, qualified And then along with the fact that uh, there was some comment about her not being a true uh, Republican, if you will, that she had worked for Senator Mark Pryor and that uh, uh, it just didn't it's kind of a didn't qualify her to be. And and the voters, uh, for whatever reason, picked up on that one, Zach.
3: Yeah, that and also the fact that I believe there was probably a video she had, I think, get supported, which was um, a video that was kind of bashing Asa Hutchinson, that's governor. Uh, yeah,
2: that, that that don't work too well yeah. either. That homie don't play that not even on Christmas, so <laughs> that one didn't work too well either. Right. So, I mean, but, yeah. you know, uh, again, we're, we're talking central Arkansas here, But uh, and, and many of these representatives that are in office, uh, I've had interaction with them through one, trying to get legislation passed for the Treasury of one form or another. Uh, uh, that was an interesting race, Stacy, up in the northwest Arkansas. De La Rosa with mm-hmm. two other uh, uh, contenders. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing that was interesting was the fact that uh, Lieutenant Governor Tim Griffin uh, actually sent money to the two contenders and uh, and supported them, and not De La Rosa.
4: Interesting. I hadn't heard that. Uh, you know, but I know she's fought hard for that seat. This isn't the first fight she's had.
2: No, you're exactly correct. She has. She is a fighter. And again, uh, uh, but, but you know, that's one thing. And, and, and again, as a disclaimer to, to the listeners, I am a former state chairman of the Republican Party of Arkansas. Chairman Webb took over after my time. So, you know, it's interesting now as we have kind of turned the tide Arkansas, truly a red state now, that uh, uh, we're seeing these, these primary races uh, with Republicans the way we used to see, you know, with the Democrats. And, uh, and many races now are won in the primary uh, as opposed to having to even go to a general election.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe Dave has said basically about a couple of weeks ago that over the 20 years he's been here as a radio host in Arkansas, he saw the change to what it is now basically with you know the republicans being in a dominant position
2: yeah well let me say this i've, I've got multiple hats and remember too, uh, uh stacy and zach i am a politician but as a as a chairman of the party you love to see that competition because it represents one thing strength when you have that uh so now as a candidate uh, then it's a little bit of a different story. You know, we, uh, we don't much like the competition, but it truly is good for our state. It's good for our country. And let me say this um, there's an old saying that I really subscribe to, and, and, and I haven't thanked uh, uh, the individuals at all put their, their, their hat in the ring uh, because I am thankful. And and let me say this, anybody listening out there that perhaps ran at any level and lost, thank you very much, because there is a saying, all that's necessary for evil to trump is for good men and women to set aside and do nothing. Remember also, you don't have one right to, to gripe this morning if you didn't do what. If you didn't vote. That's right. So, you know, and and again, I think the turnout, Stacey, uh, I'll get that number, but I want to say that was fairly light. Mm -hmm. Uh, And of course, again, you know, your exercise, I would say it's really your duty to get out and vote. I mean, it it truly is. But, uh, uh, you know, the low turnout, and I guess it was spotty, depending, you know, for example, the Sullivan race with Cooper up there. but. There are many instances where there was nothing going on. I think in your county it was mm-hmm. pretty light, was it? Mm-hmm. was it not?
4: I live, um, I live in Cabot in Lownup County, and so we didn't have a local, uh, a local
2: race. Right. Well, uh, so uh, again, overall, uh, it is what it is, but uh, this is what makes America great from the national level down to the, the local level. I, i'm again very appreciative uh for those that uh, uh again that run because i can tell you it's it's heartbreaking to lose uh you know it's something interesting uh zach uh, and stacy most candidates that run their first race lose that's that that percentages are 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 right there uh Yes, and, and I actually ran, uh, in my case in Saline County, ran for the House of Representatives twice in a row uh, and, and lost both times. Now, by small percentages, uh, but still lost. So, you know, it's it's not for the faint of heart. It's, it's not a short-pant business. You, you, you need to have your long pants on, and if you truly want to serve, I want to encourage anybody out there to keep trying. Governor Asa Hutchinson. Third time running. I mean, the first time I ran for governor and spent that kind of money and lost, you probably wouldn't have seen me again. But Governor Hutchinson stayed true and uh, and ultimately, uh, on his third uh, try, got elected as the governor of the state of Arkansas. So, you know, kudos to him and, and others. See, I didn't even know that. Yeah. No. Oh, I'm just a wealth of knowledge, Zach. I mean, uh, you know, look at the gray hair. Well, what gray hair there there is there. I mean, it's... <laughs> Some, some's kind of leaving. I just wish you would stay. Uh, hey, it's fifty-two degrees uh, here in Little Rock. Uh, again, we'll uh, we're just kind of uh, taking this as it comes. It's a it's a pleasure to be hosting for the legend Dave Ellswick. You know, when you're listening uh, to Dave, it sounds so natural and smooth and. You know, you. But when you get up here now, it's like anything else. It's it's a little bit harder than what it what it appears because silence in radio is not good, right? And uh, I mean, I can only come up with so many morning after songs, the Poseidon Adventure, that type of stuff.
3: Well, I mean, sooner or later, you know, like say if you listen to the radio in your car or maybe on the app someplace, and you just hear dead silence when you look at, well, I could sworn you know it's not six thirty yet, you know, it's not news break yet. Why am I getting dead silence? Well, speaking of that,
2: we'll be heading into uh, – y'all in the industry call that a hard break, don't you? Yes, we do. I mean, that means it's happening. I can keep running my mouth, but we're fixing to to leave out of here. Well, Dennis Milligan, Arkansas Treasurer State, along with Stacey Peterson, and when we do take that break and come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the Treasury So, uh, and and really what we do, uh, the different things, because – it's more than just handling money, and uh, I think our Arkansans and, and your listeners will, uh, will, will, will understand a little bit more about how we operate at the Treasury when we come back. You're listening to the Dave Ellswick Show. I hope that you will stay tuned. I hope you'll call your friends and tell them there is a crazy guy on the radio this morning. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong, Zach? <laughs> Man, I'm liable to say anything. We ready? All right. Well, we're going to be right back here in just a few seconds. Well, good morning, Arkansas, again. Thanks for joining in the Dave Ellswick Show. Obviously, uh, I'm not Dave Ellswick. Dave's taking a little bit of time off. Having have a little surgery on his foot. Worked late last night, along with Stacy Peterson and Zach Thomas uh, flying this airplane. Uh, you know, uh, by the way, Zach Thomas was a big linebacker for, I think, Miami. He was pretty darn good.
3: I used to, when I was in elementary, I used to trick that he was my big brother, basically. <laughs> you know, that's what I used to say. Of course, because I knew his, his name was the same as mine, and um, I'm a New England Patriots fan, and the Dolphins is one of the rivals. Yeah. And when I, of course, when I first heard his name, I'm like, is he good? And I was like, Yeah, he's an all pro linebacker. Yeah, he has same as the same name as me. Yeah, of course I'm in elementary school. I'm like this is the coolest thing, basically. And let me
2: tell you, Zach, the name Zach is cool too. <laughs> that, that's there was a, a guy I went to school with named Zach, and I think all the all, all the young ladies like. Well, he, was, he, he he was a not that I'm a judge of men's looks, but he was a good looking young man. Uh, <laughs> should, should I say that? Hey, it's fifty two <laughs> degrees. Uh, here in Little Rock, 54 in Cabot, 54 in Conway, again, along with Stacy Peterson. We kind of teased before the break about uh, Stacy talking a little bit about the Treasury mm-hmm. and the fact that we're more than just bean counters. Yes. Uh, we do a lot more in the Treasury than a lot of people are aware of. First of all, uh, just a little bit of uh, interesting information uh, and by the way, we're doing a restoration in the treasurer's office in the state capitol. We're going to return it to the way it looked in 1912. So when uh, when uh, our constituency come into the office, they'll actually take a step back in time. Uh, we'll be back open around June with that. Right now, we're temporarily the uh, capitol uh, staff. Now, we do have offices in the Victory Building and that's where we're all housed right now. Thankfully, there's not been any fights, breakout, or anything with all of us kind of crammed in there together. But uh, for for the listeners out there, too, the Treasury, it, we're the most toured office in the state capital. Uh, I think last year we had some 23,000 visitors, uh, 53 different countries and all 50 states. I think that's really neat. Part of the driving uh behind that though is the fact that we're the only state in the country that allows our constituency to actually come into our vault and hold hundreds of thousands of dollars now, Zach, you were in there a while back, and we need to talk to you after after the show a little bit uh we did some accounting and uh uh but uh no, that's interesting. our vault door twenty two thousand pounds now. Uh, what's even more interesting it's 108 years old uh it was made in hamilton ohio took 14 mules and a wagon back when they brought it from the railroad and then even then uh they had some breakdowns get didn't, this go ahead didn't
4: they have to build a railroad they did line they up ended up building the a window. spur.
2: and 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 brought it up to the second winched it up to the second floor now twenty two thousand pounds zach do you know what's the equivalent of that no idea yeah well i do i I do know i'm just a wealth of knowledge as we already agreed (laughs) two full-grown elephants and let me tell you that door is balanced it's been balanced one time that was 108 years ago and you can just move it with your finger I mean, it's so neat. So, uh, as I tell a lot of my uh, my colleagues around the country are jealous simply because uh, we do have money in our vault. Most of them have spider webs and IOUs. So, uh, we're very proud uh, that we get that. And we ac- actually operate as a bank in the capital. Now, we don't cash checks for the general public, but we do have money flowing in and out from state employees cashing checks, that type of thing. Now... Uh, that's an interesting part. Again, we want to welcome our visitors back in June, help us to, uh, get that number back up there to where we're the—and by the way, Zach, I never know who's going to walk through the door. I've had uh, uh, actors from Home Improvement, Jim Rab- uh, Labriola, who played Benny. I've had Miss America. I've had uh, Kenneth Starr, uh, Judge Starr. I've had uh, uh, Colin Ferguson, the Maytag, the Maytag repairman. Man. We actually did a little skit with him uh, for the uh, travel channel of me chasing Colin and telling him he's got to give that money back. So, uh, uh, you know, you know we what? have fun. We do have fun. <laughs> and I think that's important. Uh, you know, the old saying is you'll never work a day in your life if you love what you do. And, and that's really been the truth. And that's why, again, I personally want to say thank you, Arkansas, for allowing me just to Home, Homegrown Arkansas boy to uh, to get to serve as your treasurer. Now, uh, the biggest thing, I guess, that we would be known for is uh, investments.
4: Investment returns.
2: Yeah. So I've had some people say, well, you know, can't you do better? The stock market is really done up well. <laughs> Let's put this – the last few days have been a little rough. But I will say one thing. It is a buying opportunity, so don't lose faith. Warren Buffett says this, when others are fearful, you buy, and when others are greedy, you sell. And he's made a pretty good living there in Omaha, Nebraska, doing that very thing. So don't be fearful. Hold your ground. We're going to be just fine. Uh, But uh, anyway, a comment was made that, uh, you know, the stock market is doing great, wiring our state returns. Well, I don't invest in the stock market. I'm not allowed by the state board of finance wouldn't want to do it anyway. I have to I have to state to law. I have to invest in fixed assets. Mm-hmm. So uh but I will say this last year last fiscal fiscal if I can get that out fiscal yes. year uh we returned like nearly 117 million in interest to Arkansans. one of my pledges uh to our state and to our constituency was that every dollar I could earn in interest should be one less tax dollar that they have to pay. And I'm going to tell you what, actions speak louder than words, and I've been very proud of that. What has that allowed us to do? Well, it's allowed us to help uh, contribute toward better roads with matching funds. It's allowed us to uh, contribute to a rainy day fund, which, again, helps to support and keep us safe here in Arkansas. And, uh, again, that's that's monies that uh, I think since we've been in office uh, now, again, another disclaimer, Zach. My daughter always says it ain't bragging if it's fact. And uh, the point being that uh, when I came into office, we were averaging about 18 to 20 million a year in investment return. You now, that's a lot of money. Uh, since I've been into office, we've done nothing but increase, increase, and increase, and in some pretty tough times. Now, I'll tell you, with the Fed cutting interest rates yesterday, uh, you know, from my perspective, that gives me some new challenges of uh, both our long-term and our short-term portfolio. But I've got some great individuals in our investment team that are helping to lead and drive us. And uh, so uh, we're going to be steady in the boat. And I will tell everyone out there, it's always a work in progress.
4: How big is the investment portfolio?
2: Well, Zach, get this one where our investment portfolio is somewhere around uh 4.5 billion with a b yeah uh 4.5 billion i here's another interesting tidbit for your, for the listeners uh and uh you know what Zach? this might be a time uh 5018230965 5018230965 To text in and see what they think the state does a day in revenue. In other words, what's coming to me. I'm the state's banker. uh, So if you have any listeners out there that want to take some guesses. uh, You know, I don't have anything to give away. uh, Maybe perhaps lunch with me. I'm buying. And so if a listener wants to call in and take a shot, we'll open the lines up uh, for, for that text information, and uh, I'll take them to Cotham's in the city with me buying. How's that? Is that? That's pretty interesting, isn't it? Huh? Do I get a shot at that? Uh, no. No, 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 no. You uh, you are an insider. You don't get a shot at that one. So, But also, we're responsible for processing all this money each day. Uh, we are not... Uh, Uh, I mean, we have, uh, uh, I'm responsible for the Arkansas 529, which is a college investment tool. Extremely proud of that. I mean, that has grown from somewhat 550, 550
4: million to
2: under asset management to nearly a billion dollars. Let me tell you, Arkansas, what that does for you is that's allowing our kids to be able to get their education. And when you invest in a 529, number one, uh, not to mention it's state tax exempt up to $10,000 per married couple, $5,000 per individual, and you can open up an account for as little as $25, you can contribute as little as $10 a month, and when your child gets ready to go to college, when it comes, then they've got them a, uh, a, a large amount of money, remember that drip of water dripping in that bucket may not look much at first but if you come back and look in a while that bucket's got quite a bit of water in it
3: but see, you know you hope people think like that basically like say the little amount you put in it counts you know it doesn't always have to be a large amount
2: that's oh uh that's that's correct uh i mean there's no uh uh, there's no doubt about that so again want to encourage um arkansas go to 529 uh 529 arkansas 529.org dot yeah please please do and uh i've spoke around the state about that program
4: you know they also have an automatic investment plan where you can just go you can set it up to be automatically deducted from your paycheck uh, so you don't even miss it
2: yeah and and again that that is such a great thing besides and really stacy what it is it's 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 as close to free money as you can get. Do you know the only thing that, that is uh, $1.7 trillion is student loan debt, okay? Mm-hmm. The only thing that it's second to is uh, mortgages. So when we talk, and we've got students now that are, that are not going to go to college because they don't want a large uh, debt bill uh, when they get out. Mm-hmm. And and that's not something I'm proud of just or saying. want to happen in Arkansas, much less anywhere else around the country. So uh, five, Arkansas529.org, I promise you it's a worthy program.
4: It's great, though, that you can use it also not just for college. You can use it, you know, for trade school too, um, trade school, cosmetology,
2: welding. You know what? Uh, that point is well taken. And being a technically trained individual myself, let me tell you, uh, we need more plumbers. We need more electricians. We need more uh, people that uh, can use their hands. In fact, in my home county of Saline, I do a little building developing, and a plumber gave me a bill the other day, and I said, "Well, my doctor doesn't charge this much." He said, "Well, that's what I used to do." Uh, I mean, and and really, I'm not too far from the truth from there because uh, you can make an excellent living, uh, welders. Sure, it, you, We can't get enough welders, and uh, that, that part is amazing uh, also. Hey, just an update I'm going to have, and I see him standing in the, the studio. I'm going to have Terry Benham from Impact Management to join us uh, uh, after the break. Terry will offer some insight into the elections from last night. We will jump back a little bit and talk more about the Treasury, but I know that um, uh, the listeners want to get some information about uh the web race with uh, morgan chip welch mm-hmm. um uh, web won that race yes that's the t- supreme court it was close uh again we spoke earlier about the fact that that it's technically a non-partisan race that turned into being a little bit partisan, little bit partisan. uh someone told me one time there's no true non-partisan races there's not. uh and uh and, and I think for my time in politics, I would probably ultimately have to agree if I'm being totally, brutally honest. Now, with that, too, uh, some of the other significant races was the hotly contested Senate race in Jonesboro. Mm-hmm. That was Dan Sullivan and John Cooper. Mm-hmm. The incumbent got beat and, and didn't get that. wasn't even close.
4: No, it was it was it was a good margin. Fifty
2: eight to forty percent. Yeah. I mean, that'll win a race for you every time. Uh, Again, uh, assorted circuit judges, district court judges around uh, the state, and none of them insignificant. I mentioned earlier the fact that uh, I'm a great believer in thanking everybody that ran for office, whether I agreed with their politics or not. I mean, that's what gives us the greatness that we have in the United States of America, country that I'm extremely – proud of and has given me so much opportunity in my lifetime dang i'm getting kind of getting mushy but it's the truth it's absolutely the truth uh it's hard work well and then after the break too not only we will have terry join us terry benham from impact management we're going to have congressman french hill calling in and uh i know french uh, very well and uh he's a great public servant and uh look forward to get some of his uh Thoughts, even uh, uh, certainly about national politics, what's going on, but maybe even uh, a a little bit of information about what he thinks about the local races uh, as they stack up. Uh, From uh, I think uh, eight to nine, I'm going to have Grant Wallace in, uh, my chief deputy treasurer. Again, we will talk and hit on a little bit about uh, some politics. He's uh, he certainly, uh, in the past, has managed some campaigns and helped. So we will uh, come back to that, uh, Zach. I think we're in good shape right now as far as uh, our ebb and flow. Uh, of course, we're Facebook Live, uh, and uh, want to warn everybody. Uh, you know, we we're being we're being watched, Zach. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, maybe we might even come back to. Uh, You know, I've kind of got that's a pretty song. There's got to be a morning after we played that earlier. Zach looked that up from the Poseidon Adventure. And again, that would be more for us uh, more mature audiences in the sense of not uh, uh, of just age. Uh, I don't even know if Terry Benham remembers the Poseidon Adventure. He does. (laughs) He's shaking his head. He does remember. You know, I'm looking at Terry right now and smiling because we both know we have beautiful faces for radio. (laughs) <laughs> uh, i was i was told that the other day of course we're on facebook live so uh you know i've got to uh, acknowledge but yeah we uh we do terry uh is from my home county of saline he's truly a benton boy uh benton panther through and through and of course the listeners don't know this but my daughter married a benton panther and she's a brian hornet and i'm going to tell you that can uh uh, can create a little controversy. I have a, a grandson, nine Jackson Brown, and then two twin granddaughters. So I tell you what, there's a little bit of controversy there when football comes. But I will tell you, Terry, Bryant did okay this year in football. Salt
4: Bowl's fun at your house.
2: The Salt Bowl, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, that that's can be. Uh, Bryant had a boy I, that there might have been some college teams that would have had a little trouble with them. So, uh, Something else that's interesting, and for the listeners, many of you know there was only one thing that kept me uh, Benham. There was only one thing that kept me from playing for the Razorbacks. Uh, Yeah, talent. Yeah, the coach Brol said I was slow too, and I said, "Well, Coach, uh, uh, what do you mean? That should be under talent, shouldn't?" He said, "Milligan, you're special." So um, (laughs) you know, there, there you go. So uh, what I do? Yeah, yeah. Zach's over here cracking up. Yeah, he's he's not used to uh, some of these stories here. You got to get that break in. Okay, well, we're going to wind it up. Uh, what, what time? Have, uh Zach, where are we at on our time for our break? Three minutes. Oh well, we're in good shape then. We'll so when we uh, let me let me summarize, which I like to summarize uh we will have congressman french hill on from 705 uh, starting at 705 we're going to have terry benham joining us from impact management uh, i'm also in a, uh we'll will be thrilled to let him talk a little bit about how he kind of got started in politics and being a uh, uh someone that helps to get people's messages out uh also we'll have uh i've got stacy peterson my communications director from the treasury uh Gee, I'm getting out of breath here. This, again, you got to be kind of fit for this thing, Zach. I mean, you you know, you just, uh, uh, and of course, I'm relying on Zach an awful lot to help pull me through this morning. But keep that Poseidon Adventure song uh, revved up because we're going to play that here in just a little bit again. Uh, You are uh, listening to the Dave Ellswick show, the legend Dave Ellswick. Dave has taken a few days off, got a little foot surgery. He worked late last night uh, during the race, uh, the races, so to speak. So uh, and, and again, one of the biggest uh, uh, to me, I thought Bloomberg uh, for the presidential, uh, the Democrat nomination or the uh, uh, primary here, uh, Bloomberg spent four point five million.
4: A lot. Now,
2: of for your Stacey, and you know this, Zach may not. That is what a governor would spend. So he basically spent what a gubernatorial race would be here in Arkansas, and Biden spent about what it would take to uh, to go buy a happy meal uh, at one of the fast food place. I mean, really. And uh, and Biden won. Uh, Biden won mm-hmm. Arkansas. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that tells us. I don't know if 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 the reality is is that uh, mainstream is coming back. Would you say that?
4: Um, I think, I mean, he probably had just more people working for him. I I don't think that there's, I I don't think that money is everything.
2: Okay. So when are we taking that break, Zach? Right now? All right. All right. Well, we'll be back with the Dave Ellswick Show. Thanks for listening. Well, we're back on the air. Dennis Milligan, Arkansas Treasurer, State, sitting in for the legend Dave Ellswick, as I mentioned earlier Dave's got a few days off to kind of heal up and uh, be back here ready to go uh, next hour I've got Congressman French Hill I've got Terry Benham from Impact Management and I've got uh, Stacy Peterson from my office we're going to talk about the elections we're going to talk about the treasury we're going to talk about the morning after we'll be right back on the Dave Ellswick show <music>
0: Dave. 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 Ellswick. Dave.
2: Ellswick. Dave. Well, welcome back to the Ellswick. Dave Elswick show. Uh, Treasurer Dennis Milligan sitting in, Treasurer of State, and uh, want to welcome everybody. Dave's taking a few days off, but i tell you what, I've got one of my favorite people on the line going to give us a little update on uh, what's happening in Washington and maybe a little input even also what's happening uh, here in Arkansas. Congressman Finch Hill, are you with me?
0: Dennis, good morning.
2: Hey, good morning. welcome. Good to hear
0: your voice.
2: Well, you know, French. One of the things they've already told me multiple times is I do have a great face for radio. So, you <laughs> know, yeah. Hey, a uh, couple of things. Uh, number one, uh, give me a little. And I hate to rush into it, but I know your time's so valuable. What, what, what's happening with this coronavirus thing?
0: Well, I think everyone should take the same precautions that they take uh, whenever they feel bad and think they have the flu. So if you're running a fever and have cold and flu-type symptoms, cough and uh, congestion, you ought to go to the doc uh, and check out whether or not what you have. And that's the most important thing people can do if they don't feel well. Secondly, uh, washing hands is still the number one thing to do. Other than that, I would hope people would, uh, you know, just be be cautious uh, but not overreact. Uh, We've had very limited cases in the United States, Seattle being the epicenter of what we're dealing with in this country. Uh, And about 50% of the cases came into the country from the cruise ship or from some connection with China, and about 50% of those diagnosed uh, had um, some sort of a community uh, connection connection that is being you know and carefully investigated but we have the best public health in our country I met with Dr. Nate Smith who's the director of the Arkansas State Department of Health last week I know he's fully prepared to work with the governor if we have any sort of uh, need for some uh, folks to be treated in our state
2: so let me get this right really a lot of what you just said would be what we would consider, and it's an overused word, common sense?
0: Right. Well, here in Washington, I mean, uh, I have... Well, there is not much all common... French. Well, there's, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I have friends here who tell me that, you know, all the Gatorade and all the soup at Costco and at uh, the grocery stores here has been wiped out. So, I think people are really being pessimistic. And I think we ought to try to be use common sense and be realistic. And remember that we have uh, tens of thousands of deaths every year from the flu with 30 million people plus each year getting the flu. So let's use our, uh, as you say, common sense and focus on this as if it is the flu and remember the reality of it. And be careful for our kids and our elderly, Yes, because our kids, our elderly, someone who has got a compromised immune system, that's who we should be caring about and thinking about as we prepare.
2: No, no question about that. Something we were, I, I've got Terry Benham from Impact Management with me, along with Stacy Peterson, my communications director. Good morning, Congressman.
0: Good morning, Terry. Good morning, Stacy. Good morning.
2: And one of the things that was interesting, we were talking about the sales of Corona beer, and you know, I would have thought that they would have uh, actually went down. Uh, Mister. Benham says, no, actually, they went up because that's the an antidote. Is yeah, that,
1: that, I mean, we've <laughs> always felt like that was the antidote. You yeah. drink more Corona beer, you yeah. keep from getting the virus, yeah. right? So, Alcoholic I concerns. think that's,
0: I think that's a, uh, that's an army deployment story. <laughs> that's right.
2: <laughs> so, real quickly. Uh, French, and I don't know if you've had any time to even look at the election results. Uh, we're talking about the, uh, the uh, some of the significant – all races are significant, but – Well, these... I just
0: got off the phone congratulating our good friend Barbara Webb on yes. becoming justice-elect uh, for the Arkansas Supreme Court. I can't think of a more important local race in our state than – uh, having a future justice like Barbara Webb be elected and my congratulations to her and to everyone who worked for her campaign
2: well I appreciate that also a little more uh, and again not for sure how intimate but again a number of circuit judge races now we did have the high profile state senate race with uh, uh, John Cooper and Dan Sullivan uh, and and I know you know uh, those individuals any comment about that one and I'm going to tell you that was a 58-40 to 40 race. Terry and I were talking about that pretty kind of a blowout.
0: Yeah, I saw the results this morning. I haven't had an opportunity to uh, talk to either one of those good candidates, uh, but you're right. And, you know, that's when uh, uh, hard work by candidates and focus and effort really pay off, and you saw that uh, in that race. But you, I think, particularly saw it in Justice elect Webb's race, where she did well in Jefferson County, Phillips County, uh, Washington County. Uh, I think that's a good sign for those of us who are center right, more conservative voters in our state to see that uh, election.
2: So what what uh, so what you're what you're saying is hard work still works.
0: Hard work always pays off. It does, uh, and there's no no anything that is a better compliment to it. Um, and then I thought the, the evening was amusing as the national Democrats attempt to, uh, have a resounding reprise of that great high school classic where, uh, the boys are debating who had the least attractive prom date. And so, um, this is uh, is amusing to me that uh, Democratic voters were trying to figure out who's really the least bad of these national Democratic candidates.
2: Absolutely. Hey, something uh, too near and dear to my heart. Uh, I know you participated uh, because as the Treasurer of State, uh, Congressman, one of the things that I'm lucky to house is the Arkansas Military Veterans Hall of Fame. I think now we currently have 24 Medal of Honor recipients, and I know that you got to participate in uh, Sergeant Major John Canley's uh, event the other night.
0: Well, Sergeant Major is a real inspiration. I mean, uh, this man, when you read uh, the um, mission criteria in his Medal of Honor citation, this giant of a man, he was 6'4", 6'5", Uh, uh, he was a staff sergeant, I believe, then when he was in Hue City, which was the most vicious urban warfare in the Vietnam War, and how he exposed himself over and over again as he protected his Marines. Uh, He earned uh, the Purple Heart, obviously, for his wounds, but receiving that Medal of Honor was way, way past due, and I thank President Trump for correcting uh, the fact that uh, Sergeant Major Canley had not received the Medal of Honor many, many years ago. And what an inspiration in Arkansas to have another native Arkansan with that beautiful blue ribbon and that historic uh, star on their chest.
2: Well, and of course, you know, too, and I was very proud to be a part of it uh, no tax dollars. We also now feature the uh, uh, Gold Star Family Monument on the state capitol grounds, which uh, is again a tribute to. Uh, Uh, not only our veterans, but certainly our veterans' families that uh, such a sacrifice has been made. So, well, Finch, thank you.
0: Yeah, you bet. Uh, I just would say, look, Woody traveled all over the world himself, a well-decorated officer, to recognize our Gold Star families. I was proud of our Marine Corps League, our uh, state office holders, uh, our governor, for all coming together and creating a beautiful Gold Star monument, the first in the in the nation to be on a capital grounds approved by the legislature
2: You're exactly,
0: so it's a real tribute to our families exactly thank you for your recognition of our veterans and a in a permanent way and uh terry stacy plate please keep dennis between the lines today on this show
2: Man, it's We're always it's best. always
1: a challenge <laughs>
2: congressman My Best you guys take care congressman french hill thank you uh french very much well i tell you what that's inspiring to get a chance to listen to uh our second district congressman, and I know, Terry, you know him well.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, French and I go way back uh, with regard to just knowing each other and being friends uh, for probably 15, 20 years. Yeah. And, uh, and when he ran for Congress, I was fortunate enough to be part of that campaign. And, Absolutely. Uh, that was and a for, lot of fun. In
2: fact, for explanation purpose, I've got Terry Benham on from Impact Management. Terry's been in the uh, – uh, I guess we'd call it the political uh, business for uh, a number of years now. Him and uh, uh, his uh, partner in crime, Richard Bearden, established impact management. How many years ago has that been, Terry?
1: 20 years.
2: 20 years. It was
1: 20 years in December of uh, of. 2019
2: well, golly where does the time go i know i know uh, my communications director stacy peterson actually worked for you at one time former
1: img alum <laughs>
2: yeah yeah absolutely uh so uh it kind of uh, you know part of the reasoning and bringing you in it was your expertise of of kind of dissecting campaigns rights wrongs ups downs so let's start with the barbara webb race uh, mm-hmm. uh with uh, morgan chip welch well-known uh, judge, uh, uh, I mean, uh, ultimately. So, when they say nonpartisan, was it
1: really partisan? Well, that that race was really partisan, and uh, you know that that wasn't hidden anywhere. A lot of times, you know, you'll you'll see the uh, dog whistles come out on uh, on some of the partisanship stuff, but that was kind of very overt. But but you had really two dynamics in that race. One is the Webb's connection to the republican grassroots across the state of arkansas certainly and the fact that this race was held in a primary that that certainly was a factor but then you also had uh the fact that chip welch had judge yes uh and which is a really big deal in a judicial race and And i uh, I I know people don't think that that's a big deal but Trust me. <laughs> yeah. twenty years of politics. I'll tell you, it's a big deal when you have judge. And I think
2: uh, 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 Justice Elect Webb actually wanted to have because she served as a judge. She served as a circuit judge in our home county of Celine. Right. Uh, right. Some, but but ultimately, I think that they said that she couldn't have judge
1: before her name. Right. Because I think she was appointed. Right. Uh, and, and, and not and elected. Not elected yeah. So that, that matters. Yeah. Uh, with whether or not you get to use that title,
2: well, I'm sure there'll be more talk about that race. Another interesting race as we talk, and of course, you and I being Celine County boys, uh, was the McClure uh, Furman race, that oh, rep yeah. race. Now, again, that was a little bit of a high profile race.
1: Yeah, actually, that's at the top of my list for surprises. Um, now, I didn't, I wasn't surprised that Tony won, mm-hmm. but the margin by which he won, was a very big surprise to me. In what way? Well, I, I thought that would be a close race. Candidly, my instincts said that McClure would win it just based on name ID, just because I didn't really think that people were paying attention to the things uh, that, would, uh, that would swing that race, such as the residency issue. I know that there was a big battle back there was. and forth, PR, and, and, and even court battle. On that, but at the end of the day, I I really didn't think that people would care that much about it. But honestly, I think it had to do more uh, with the voters. I think it had to do more with, uh, and nobody believed that. McClure lived in that house, you know. Well, they, 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 certainly, they,
2: they certainly had it staged up. Uh, they, they live in
1: a great big old house in the <laughs> District, and, and this house is more kind of like a rental house. It has about 2,000 square feet or something like that. And, and so I don't think that anyone I, really bought that story.
2: You might be generous on the square footage there, but but they yeah. did have it set up for Christmas and everything. So. Yeah,
1: well, I you know, at, at some point when people don't buy it, at some point, when you start staging it, yeah. it, it it works even yeah. twice as hard against you. And So, you know, I think that that was a factor uh, in the race. Of course, uh, her being part of a, an attack ad on on Governor Hutchison, we talked about. Yes, uh, you know that that was also a factor. also worked.
2: Was a staffer, I think, for Mark Pryor.
1: Yeah, she. I, you know, I don't think people care about that because young people will go work for you know for members of congress uh, all the time yeah. and 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 I don't think that people really attach partisanship to that yes but when you appear in a you yeah. know in a in a political ad yeah. that pretty much establishes some partisanship so i i think those factors worked in but at the end of the day tony won that race because okay. tony went after and worked hard good we're going to come back we're going to take a little break
2: here i've got terry benham from impact management stacy peterson we've got a lot more to come on the dave Ellswick show well welcome back to the dave Ellswick show treasure state dennis milligan sitting in for the legend dave Ellswick. kind of getting loosened up a little bit zach i'm starting to get into all your signals and uh ups and downs and frowns and laughs and everything else so uh along with terry benham from impact management i've got stacy peterson my communications director terry we went to break one of the races that uh that you brought up that was interesting too in a rep race in the bryant uh district there was the rj hawk
1: yeah um i went to bed last night thinking he had won uh by just a handful of votes and uh just was checking my uh text exchange this morning and uh comes to find out he lost that race by 27 votes
2: well i've been there and done that so to speak and it's a in fact i think you were with me uh and, and it's a it's a heartbreaking thing of course uh, but part of that, uh, I was in a general election. Of course, he lost to a fellow Republican in, uh, Brooks, I think was his name. Yep. And Keith of Brooks. course, RJ Hawk is a media personality. Right. And, uh, so, uh, again, it just, you, you, every vote counts.
1: Well, it, it does. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a race that I, I really missed, um, because on the face value, uh, because of RJ's, uh, Uh, name id with regard to broadcasting and and all of that he's not only that he's a councilman yeah yeah he's a local councilman a lot of that vote though is in western pulaski county and uh you know neither one of the candidates in my opinion had had worked the western part of pulaski county as hard as they had worked saline county yes yes and uh you know i kind of felt like that rj would be well positioned for a win because of his name id and if if nothing else Mm -hmm. and uh i'm really surprised to see that result this
2: morning uh, again we always know there are some surprises uh stacy again you and i visited a little bit about the cooper uh sullivan race which is significant uh i want to get terry's professional view of uh i guess uh, what could have been done different or was it was the fate already established with some of senator cooper's actions votes whatever
1: well i think a lot of the fate was already established um th- to be quite honest uh senator cooper made some very hard votes he made those hard votes on behalf of uh a, a legislative agenda uh, that that he had been asked to make some tough votes. He probably would have left to his own uh, choices. He probably would have voted a little bit different. But, you know, uh, when, when you're at the Capitol and you've got a lot of things going on, um, you know, sometimes you had to make those hard votes for political reasons. He yes. did that, and uh, ultimately I think that's that's what cost him his seat.
2: Well, uh, and trust me again, as an elected official, uh and i will say this making no excuses please no excuses
1: is that when you get elected governing is a different story that's right and, and you know one one of the um one of the uh, lessons that i've learned in politics uh pretty early uh was from uh, former governor mike huckabee um who sat me down one time when i was idealistic and uh he said you know When we're running campaigns, you know, we all have to say things and do things that that communicate to the the voters that we're communicating with. Mm -hmm. But when you win, you've got to govern. And you've got to be the governor for all of the people of the state of Arkansas, not just the Republicans, not just the folks from your hometown. You've got to be the governor for everyone from all four corners of the the, uh, state of Arkansas, but also... All political backgrounds yeah. and so uh, and you know I think Governor Huckabee did a great job of governing that way and it took a lot of criticism uh, certainly from a lot of Dave Ellswick listeners um, and, and some of that was was warranted, but yeah. at the end of the day he had the responsibility of governing and and uh, that's not always an easy position to be in
2: when we come back uh, we're going to take uh, take our uh Uh, break uh we'll we'll talk about that a little bit more and again some of the pressures that we face as elected officials uh Stacy we're going to talk a little bit more uh about the treasury and uh, uh again you're listening to the Dave Ellswick show where uh uh the truth uh is always evident welcome back to the Dave Ellswick show Zach gave me the uh well, no, I better watch how I say that. Zach said I was back on the air. So welcome back to the Dave Ellswick Show. Dennis Milligan, Arkansas Treasurer of State, uh, sitting in for the illustrious Dave Ellswick. Dave will be back next week uh, taking a little time off, having a little surgery. I'm joined by Terry Benham from Impact Management. Very knowledgeable, very successful. Terry, what would be uh, the name? Of, what What does Impact Management do? What What, what are you all?
1: well we're a government relations firm mostly uh that's that's the majority of our business but we do also we've managed political campaigns for uh, longer than impact management group has been alive so um you know we we do a lot of public affairs work we do political polling uh we do issue polling and um well I know
2: you've also played on the national scene your firm even though being from little Little Rock, Arkansas, Yeah, uh, you've actually been involved in races all over the country.
1: Uh, we have, uh, including presidential uh, races. Uh, we were involved in uh, George W. Bush's, both of his campaigns. and I know a young
2: lady that actually served as an intern uh, back for you and Richard uh, uh, I, a few
1: years ago. Her name is Tiffany uh, Milligan-Brown. Milligan-Brown was Milligan then. Yes. We knew she was a rock star then, and... Uh, well, she, I, obviously, she proved us right. Well, I tell you what, I'm so certainly proud of my daughter,
2: uh, Tiffany. <laughs> She's a federal court clerk, senior staff attorney for Judge Levinsky-Smith in the yep. Eighth Circuit. And... uh uh, I think she really inherited a lot of her dad's uh, capabilities and characteristics. I hope, hope my wife Tina isn't listening.
1: Fortunately, she, she inherited Tina's looks. Uh, well, you didn't have to go there, Terry. You know, I can control your mic and cut it off here if you, if you
2: get. So uh, y'all have expanded, certainly capable. You even, uh, I mean, to talk about national, uh, you handled the Ford account for a while. I mean, that's pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, and uh, as a matter of fact, Stacy and I worked on that together. That was a uh, that was a pretty big project. We managed uh, Ford's public relations and. Um six states, states about 38 media markets yeah. i think states, based upon it was the rock star on that though yeah. Yeah.
2: based upon what i'm seeing you might need to get hired back by them because ford <laughs> is struggling just a little bit so i was uh, the gray hair in the room she was the talent i got you i understand that well hey let's jump back into what the public uh really wants to hear about at this point in time uh again zach uh uh, Zach, can you cue up that? Uh, there's got to be a morning after. I, I just kind of want to uh, uh, lead this in there uh, for your for the listeners. I think it's a a great song.
3: There's got to be a morning.
1: This is what Dennis does. He says, "This is my jam." This is what he listens to. He listens to. Uh, he listens uh, I wouldn't go time. that far. <laughs> Enough of that, Zach.
2: Well, what I was referring
4: to—what
2: uh, I was referring to, of course, was the election night. And there is a morning after. The sun's gonna gonna rise. And uh, uh, and again, uh, I'm being redundant. Let me thank all the candidates at every level that that, that chose to run. Because uh, I tell you what, until you've actually done it 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 may it talk is talk is cheap Absolutely. and putting and putting your life and putting your family you know politics has gotten a lot uh uh saltier and and me as a as an elected official as a candidate look i understand you can say whatever you want to say about me but well, I tell you, now we're even uh, families are getting involved, mm-hmm. and th- th- they're oh, off limits. A lot of stress on I them. mean, yes. there's a tremendous amount, it, and that
1: and that just chases away a lot of good people from wanting to run. You agree? Uh, absolutely. Um, I, I think that you know the extremes attract the extremes, and so uh, I think you do see a lot of very qualified people that wouldn't wouldn't run for public office if their life depended on it. Because of all of the drama that goes is on, is that with social
2: it. media? Is that because of the well, case- social
1: media is certainly a driving factor of that? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, the because- fact that it's so
2: easy to hide behind the phone, oh absolutely, and, or the computer, and, and make comments about keyboard somebody. courage.
3: <laughs> <you> <laughs> keyboard, courage.
2: I never heard that one before. <laughs> now, I know I always learn something new from Terry Benham. Terry Benham from Impact Management actually commenting. All right, so let's review again. Uh, and uh, for those that have are just now getting in the car, heading to work, uh, the Webb uh, Chip Morgan Chip Welch race, uh, that was for a Supreme Court seat. Uh, again, uh, surprise?
1: I, I really wasn't surprised on that one. I, I felt like Miss um, uh, Webb would win that race just based on the fact that. Uh, I mean she knows somebody in every single county. And uh and, and I don't know that uh, that Judge Welch uh could say that. Well now
2: one thing he did have behind him was the uh trial attorneys. And yeah. uh you know, he appealed very much and I noticed he got a lot of uh, if you will, endorsement support money from the so in my viewpoint I, I thought maybe one might kinda uh cancel out the other so to speak i know barbara again uh graduate went to the same high school i did actually has a twin sister for those that don't That's know right. that so i don't know if she'll be inserting becky in and they'll be playing some games that maybe <laughs> uh but uh uh and and certainly very uh politically astute uh you know chairman doyle webb uh who yeah. by the way as you know uh, I was the uh, chairman, uh, state chairman of the Republican Party before uh, Chairman Webb. Uh, times were, t- uh, you know, the old saying, I've been rich and I've been poor, and being rich is a lot better. I, I was in the poor stage uh, uh, because <laughs> things party, really yeah. made, a, made a big change, actually, and depended on some of your counsel uh, to even help me uh, through those times. Of course, speaking of that, you know, I was elected. Uh, and, and, uh, I've never lost a race where I was unopposed and it wasn't because, uh, it, it was simply because no one else would take the job. <laughs> and sometimes when you come off the bench, uh, it, you know, you get your break and you get your opportunity. And, uh, so it was, uh, uh those are some, some very memorable days for me yep. serving as the, 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 chairman of the Republican party. In fact. Uh, president george w bush was uh, in the house i actually had an opportunity to visit with him on a couple of occasions and uh you know so some of the negatives certainly turned out to uh, certainly some positive things absolutely all right so moving on uh we talked about the Webb race we talked about the rj hawk uh, brooks race we talked about the mcclure Furman race again uh, one of the things, uh, I think on that Furman race, uh, with uh, McClure was the fact of residency, you know, I mentioned off air or something, maybe she should have set it up like the home alone where we had the train <laughs> going with the, it looked like there was activity in the, in the house. Yeah. Grant Wallace is looking through the window laughing at me on that one. Yeah. Yeah. He, he knows I'm, I'm funny like that. Uh, but, uh some of the other races i mean we had a three-way race up in uh, benton or up in uh, northwest uh, part of the de La rosa and two other uh uh competitors you know something interesting about that one terry and, and i did see more so than i've ever seen where uh, uh top officials uh, actually do some endorsing i noticed where uh, lieutenant governor tim griffin actually sent money to both of the candidates running against de La rosa
1: yeah um you know, Lieutenant Governor Griffin's pretty I mean he's very politically active, but if you know that much about him, I mean, first of all, he's an awesome guy, and if he runs for governor, he's gonna make a great one. I will tell you that. Um, but uh, he's very he's very much a political animal. Yes. so he's not afraid to put his name on the line along with those folks that have uh, that have filed for office and are willing to get out there and run. I mean, I and I think that says a lot about uh, his personality and less about his politics. Uh, he's somebody that really respects somebody that's willing to get into the arena and try to make a difference. Oh, I'm themselves. telling you what,
2: and I agree. And uh, having campaigned right alongside the, the lieutenant governor, to use the old saying, he's all that and a and a bag of chips because there's nobody that does work harder. I mean, yeah, I he made and he may ultimately lose. But you will know you was in one heck of a fight on that one. But I just yeah. found that a little bit interesting. Again, typically I saw a comment where it said, you know, uh, governors don't get involved in races. And it just seems like now all bets are off and more, more of that is occurring uh, to support one's agenda, so to speak.
1: Yeah, I, I just think that with regard to uh, uh, Lieutenant Governor Griffin – uh, that's more about his personality and less about his politics. Uh, I just think that he is a very um, well. He
2: worked what uh, with George W. Bush. That's he, right. he worked in the West Wing. I mean, I, I, he was a, he's a Karl Rove he was a special
1: advisor to the President of the United States. Uh, he was the former research director for the Republican National Committee. Uh, I mean, he, he, not to mention a member of Congress and a member of the Ways and Means Committee. I mean, he, his his resume mean, is pretty strong, and not
2: to mention a full bird colonel now. Yeah, I mean, so you're talking about somebody that probably doesn't sleep that much. Uh, uh, and, and of course, one thing I will say about him uh, is I admire the fact that he he stepped down from Congress because he had his young children and he wanted to he wanted to watch them grow up and yep. not. Uh,
1: well, he wanted them to have a home life and not a Beltway sure. life. And, yeah. you know, I've said this many times, and, uh, you know, I'm kind of exposing myself a little bit, but, you know, I'd rather lose with Tim Griffin than win with somebody else. I well, mean, that's t- quite a comment. T- Tim is a good friend, and, uh, but more importantly, he's doing this for the right reasons, yeah. which is why I'm such a well, fan. Well, now,
2: we can talk a little bit about that. I mean, again, we've got plenty of races that occurred last night, uh, rep seats, uh Uh, let's touch right back a little bit to the Biden, uh, victory here in Arkansas, Yeah, you know, we're speaking off air again. So Bloomberg spends 4.5 million, which is about what a governor would spend. So, uh, of course I understand when you're worth billions of dollars, that's a, a drop in the bucket. Biden spent, what I mentioned earlier was about enough to buy a ham sandwich.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, Bloomberg. You know, four million dollars to him is a, that's not even a rounding error. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I, I doubt he missed that money. But, uh, but to spend that much money and only get sixteen percent of the vote uh, that that's a um, that's a defeat by any stretch of the imagination. And that was one of my surprises from last night is that Biden uh, won so big in Arkansas.
2: So, do you think that that uh uh, the former vice president is just kind of rounding in now, where the mainstream is really letting their uh, voice be heard. I mean, as a, you know, as opposed to uh, Bernie Sanders or Warren or uh, some of the other players.
1: Well, you know, I think that was the one uh, takeaway from the presidential uh, Democratic presidential primary from last night is that it is crystal clear. That the establishment has decided, okay, race is over and now we're going to get behind uh, Joe Biden in order to keep Bernie Sanders from being the nominee. I will tell you this, if Bernie Sanders is the nominee and it looks like that's not decided yet, uh bernie sanders is the nominee republicans are going to win big and yeah. and and i think that we'll even take back the house of representatives well so would
2: you go as far to say that president trump might even be out there campaigning for bernie no.
1: <laughs> well i don't think it'd be a bad strategy yeah. i'll say that yeah.
2: <laughs> let's go bernie well again uh interesting uh um, uh politics of uh, course uh None of them play. I think the president uh, got ninety-seven percent of the primary vote. Uh, again, no no surprise. Uh, Arkansans support Donald Trump uh, wholeheartedly. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Now, again, nothing else uh, significant in the terms of federal. Uh, again, a lot of local races uh, occurring. Uh, so, Terry, uh, from y'all's perspective, does. Um, and, and, and i kind of know the answer but i want to want to put this out there for play does national politics really run local politics
1: well it actually does now uh didn't used to you know tip o'neill was had the famous quote all politics is local and uh and i would say now today mm-hmm. modern politics all politics is national and you know because of what i do for a living i am exposed to a lot of polling information a lot of data and uh the data suggests that the president is driving the political mood in this country i see and 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 that trickles down into a lot of different things yeah. from policy to even some of these local races and and uh and and the uh, the separation of the two wings of both parties, uh, you can see that pendulum swing. And every, every time it swings one way, it swings an equal distance the other way when it swings back. I got you. And in the state of Arkansas, uh, the president is very popular. Um, I, I mean, Donald Trump, uh, is going to win the state of Arkansas big against any comer. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's just a fact. Yeah. So
2: so, I'm kind of – I have a point of kind of asking this question. We were speaking earlier of Lieutenant Governor Tim Griffin, and, you know, look, uh, for those of us that are involved, and it's uh, – this primary is behind us. The generals obviously will be coming up in November, but what about uh, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders? Uh, where nope. does she fit in this picture? I mean, there's but, been a lot of talk uh, – that uh she might actually run for governor
1: well uh that's really up to sarah and you know the thing is is that she's got two paths uh one is that she can cash in on uh on her celebrity and and her political wits because let me tell you this she's a very smart cookie yeah uh she she is a very talented operative in her own right i see and she could cash in on that and make a lot of money, or she can run for office and use her name ID and her closeness with the president's popularity uh, to be very formidable, irregardless of who's running against her.
2: Yeah. Well, again, uh, uh, certainly uh, the daughter of former Governor Mike Huckabee. Sorry. right. Uh, in fact, I, I think I was visiting with him a while back and. You know, you could tell there was a little bit of pride, but I don't know, there might have been a little bit of jealousy. He said, you know, Dennis, I, I'm becoming known as Sarah's dad. <laughs> and, uh, but I, I think overall you could see the the smile on his face uh, about, uh, and let me tell you, she, Ben, you're talking about learning how to swim. I mean, she learned oh, yeah. how to swim. And I think the, I think the president kind of told her, you handle your business.
1: And she did. Well, that's uh, that is uh, a very very tough job mm-hmm. and she did it as well yeah. as anybody's done it in a long time
2: well uh, being being that is it uh, time okay well Zach's telling me it's time for a break we'll be back on the Dave Ellswick show and we'll continue our conversation with Terry Benham from impact management hey oh it's me yeah me. <laughs> Who's me? Well, I'm Arkansas Treasure State Dennis Milligan setting in for uh, Dave Ellswick. I got Zach Thomas running the controls, kind of keep us between the ditches, along with uh, Stacey Peterson, my communications director, who's sitting quietly and patiently waiting for cues, along with Terry Benham, impact management. Terry, one of the things, real quickly, that we left was talking about uh, Lieutenant Governor Tim Griffin, talking about Sarah Huckabee. Uh, what about leslie rutledge where does uh where does that put her in play
1: well uh general rutledge is a very strong candidate as well um you know she's done a good job as attorney general and uh is very she's a little bit of a political animal herself yeah uh you know uh, and you know who likes her a lot president trump yeah he does i, I mean I'm not know. sure that 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 would pardon the pun, Trump, uh, the relationship with Sarah. Well, I don't uh, think
2: it would, but still, she's certainly a... Uh, uh, and so, again, as we talk about these races coming up, I mean, it's never too... Um, I mean, it's it's like people are already asking me, for example, you know, yeah. Dennis, what do you think your career is? And I'm going, well, you know, my job right now is to make this treasury the very best I can make it. I mean, I I would like, I think about things, but I've got a job to do.
1: Yeah, and and, you know, I think uh i think she's focused on the job at hand for her and uh but uh, there's a lot of rumors about her looking at uh, a gubernatorial run in two yeah. years yeah well you know winning a
2: statewide race and again i'm very blessed uh, in fact uh, just an fyi i was the second highest vote getter in the last election and uh, yep i was beat by a woman uh Andrea Lee, our auditor of state, was the top vote getter in the and the reason why I know that and said that is I just came off my smart women Smart money Conference mm-hmm. that was focused on on women here in Arkansas with finance and uh uh and Andrea was one of my speakers and uh was very proud of her and uh her accomplishment awesome. yeah i mean uh again my people know me know my love of education, especially financial education. Pulling ourselves up by the bootstraps, making Arkansas uh, a much better place for our children. You know, I want my children to be able to live here, uh, if they want to live here, make a good living here. Uh, all the above, and of course, uh, we all know that education is is a part of that. Stacy, you were a part of the Smart Women, Smart Money conference. What was your take on that?
4: I just I always find it fascinating. It's a day long, um, day long event. Um, people stay. They they learn about, you know, it's it's for newcomers and it's for people who are, you know, more mature, as you put it, um, what to do when a parent dies. So
2: it really fits um, women of all ages. All ages. yeah.
4: Um, you know, down from just simple budgeting to how do you plan for your kids' education Um to even the harder the harder questions
2: we'll talk a little bit more we're going to take a break here in just a few moments we'll come back after the news and weather and traffic and all those things and we'll bring that back up i'll have grant wallace my chief deputy coming on board again to talk about a variety of different things uh that uh, uh are, are relevant in arkansas and arkansas politics etc again let me say a special thanks to Terry Benham from Impact Management yeah, for joining us. Thanks for us. having me. Yeah, you you've brought some great insight, great information, and we appreciate all you do for the state of Arkansas, Terry. So uh, we're going to take this break. We'll be right back with the Dave Ellswick Show. Back to the Dave Ellswick show. Obviously, I'm not Dave Ellswick. Treasure State Dennis Milligan sitting in for the legend Dave Ellswick, and you know uh, Zach, I don't think he has to worry about anybody uh, taking his job. I, I, I can tell you that right now. Of course, you're shaking your head going amateurs. I've got a deal. I'm dealing with amateurs, but you know what? So far, and Dave hasn't called in and said, "Hey." Get him off the show. So I got to figure, you know, we're we're hanging in there some. And Dave, if you're if you are listening, shout out to you and take good care of that foot. Yeah, Zach shaking his head. Yes. Hey, I'm joined uh, by uh, Chief Deputy Grant Wallace of the Treasury. Uh, Grant is, uh, uh, well, uh, just for the sake of disclaimer,
5: uh, you went to school where uh, Texas, what? I went to Texas Tech, and but more importantly, just looking out the window, my uh, high school, Catholic High, just across the street. So, I've got to give them a shout out. This well, morning too.
2: that's uh, we're going to do that. And I know you learned an awful lot, and you uh, uh, certainly Catholic High. In fact, on the phone to Congressman French Hill earlier, yeah. I think. Yeah. French was a Catholic. He was guy. Yeah, very so, proud of that
5: alumni. Uh, they're serving. In absolutely.
2: Congress. And, you know, this just for the sake of argument, McClellan High School, which is in its last year, I will now forever go down in history as the only constitutional officer ever elected from McClellan Lions. That's one. And so. But Texas Tech's an OK school. I mean, yeah, you know, you know.
5: We hang in there.
2: Yeah, you're doing okay. And in my junior high team, I was a Red Raider, so I'm going to have to give a little Mabelville junior high, so I am going to have to uh, kind of join with you. So, Grant, you work in the Treasury. Uh, I mean, are you just there to look good, or, or what? what is your job as the chief deputy treasurer uh, uh, of the of the Treasury?
5: Well, not only is it to look good every day, you know, got to keep up to your standards, but really what I'm responsible for is helping the day-to-day operations of the Treasury run, making sure that uh, everything, money moves like it's supposed to, investments happen like it's supposed to, but more specifically, my half of the operations is programs and services. So I oversee the 529 program, uh, the education savings accounts, the ABLE program with the savings for individuals with disabilities, our financial education program, our finance, our future. I oversee the communications for the office, the HR, IT, and all those good kind of things that just come with that.
2: Okay, now we're kind of off the clock, uh, sort of, kind of. So, uh, and I know it's kind of difficult setting across from, uh, and, and, and ladies and gentlemen, I prefer to use the word that I work together with people. People don't work for me. I work with people. I'm but, just
5: trying not to get fired this morning. W- so well, we'll and I
2: think that's good. Or, <laughs> our, our Treasury, how may I direct your call? That's from uh, Jason Brady. Uh, but, uh, uh, but But with that being said, uh, would you say, uh, and again, I'm kind of putting you on the spot, uh, am I a, an intense treasurer? Am I just, uh, what, what, what What? do you feel? And you've had the opportunity of have worked uh, with some pretty significant people having spent quite a few years in Governor Huckabee's administration. Yes, my,
5: uh, my first kind of tenure, real professional career, uh, started with Governor Huckabee in his last four years in office. I served as the deputy director for the D.C. office uh, when he was in that. Uh, there is an intensity and a dedication with you. Uh, You want to be the best public servant, and you have set that goal and that standard for us in the office, Uh, but you do not accept the way that things have always been done. So it's one of those that there is an intensity of that, of continuing to push the envelope and continuing to find that next greatest thing that's out there. Um, And and whether we borrow it from another state or just kind of uh, bang our heads together and come up with ways that we can do the job better, that's the level of expectation that you've put out for all of us in the office.
2: Well, I appreciate that. Of course, the, the, the listeners can't see me blushing. I'm, I'm kind of blushing, Stacey, a makeup little bit Makeup helps about with that, too. <laughs> makeup, yeah, yeah. Well, one good thing about being on the radio is the fact that it doesn't add any weight. Uh, you know, when you're on television, it adds about 10 pounds, the camera does. So, uh, you know, I'm kind of out of the woods on that With Zach's laughing back there. Uh, so... Uh, Again, uh, it sounds like that we're uh, uh, not bragging, but just talking a little bit about, and I appreciate you saying, I'm a small businessman, have been, and, you know, look, results matter. I mean, there can't be any other thing in running a small business where you've got employees depending on you. I mean, the bottom line is results, and what do I mean by that? Well, that's being successful. And, of course, I was really proud. You know, we made three promises to Arkansans. Yes, sir. And one of them was that every dollar we could earn would be one less tax dollar that Arkansas should have to pay. The fact of full transparency, where where the last administration, unfortunately, uh, the treasurer went to the federal penitentiary, and that was a transparency issue. So now everything is up online. They can see our investments on a daily basis, 24 hours a day. And I guess maybe even one of the most important parts was the no-gifts policy.
5: Exactly. You uh, Day one, put that out there. We have lived and and breathed by that uh, every day of this administration. And to go to point number two, we have returned some over $350 million for the taxpayers of Arkansas with your investments and your investment team since you've taken office. Uh, You go and look back at the previous 10 years, they're nowhere near that. So uh, I I think you've created a high standard that anybody that comes after you is really going to have to fill some big shoes and work double hard to try to make well we up all know
2: things. that plowing and, and and this would be the word we use a lot we're not your uh uh we're an active treasury we're not your uh i mean we're unlike no other and i like that i like being number one i like being number one to have the first uh 529 app uh which we, kudos <laughs> that you had a big hand in developing well
5: and that is one of those uh, kind of Pride moments, if you want to take one, uh, being able to sit down and have something written out on paper and see it to come to reality. Uh, we've got thousands of users right now that are, uh, are logging in, being able to you know, deposit money into their accounts, being able to check their accounts. If you look at it, the phones that we have now... We are doing uh, more financial data on these in things than yeah. anybody has in, in the history uh, All right, of so financing. the
2: listeners out there, when I say 529 app, we're talking about the Arkansas 529. You know that is a, a passion of mine. Education's a passion, the ability for our students to be able to have funding. Uh, one thing we didn't mention earlier, Stacey, was the fact now, too, that you can use that funding
5: Uh, K through 12 Mm -hmm. uh, also. Well, and there's actually with President Trump's Secure Tax Act that passed in December, we've had some new uh, deductibilities that on the federal level, you can now use it to pay your student loans. You can now use it for apprenticeship programs. Those are things that we're going to have to do some legislative work here in the state for. But you're constantly seeing this just growing momentum and use of these ta- these dollars that are saved tax. Well, it's
2: getting to be epic proportion because I mentioned earlier before you came in, student debt's 1.7 trillion. Exactly, we and have with, to do something and with about that. that. Oh, and by the way, who wants to wipe that out? Is it Bernie?
5: Yeah, and, and from somebody that has some student debt, you know, I may be feeling yeah, the burn yeah, here a little bit if yeah. we're going to be promising all this stuff. Well,
2: now. I'm telling you, the people that worked extra jobs, paid the price, stayed up, worked hard, uh, I'm going to tell you, I can't use the word that I would say on air here, but uh, exactly. But $1.7 trillion, the only thing larger than student debt are mortgages. Right, right. And so I want to encourage uh, our families out there in Arkansas to... Uh, uh open up an arkansas 529 account yes let it work for you
5: and it's one of those things it's a dollar today is worth ten dollars tomorrow you know that ounce of prevention is worth it ten dollars in the cure later on so it, it really is kind of taking a, a an active stance when you have that newborn child get family and friends you know the the oh yeah because one child
2: one child can have a hundred accounts oh
5: exactly exactly yeah. and
2: Arkansans now listen If you listeners out, please listen to this. You get a state income tax deduction for up to $10,000 per married couple, Mm -hmm. $5,000 per individual for investing in a child. And look, that money can be used not only for mainstream college, but for welding school for cosmetology school. Uh, to go to an accredited institution. And and let me say this again. I come from a technical background. Uh, we do need more of, of these individuals, and, and it's clear. And even visiting with a governor, we have got to have more technically trained people or companies are going to fly right over us.
5: Well, and you're seeing study after study where we have this job gap that's going to be created in America where it comes to those tra- professional, technical, skilled jobs, and we have to invest in that. And one of the best ways to do that is also going in and encouraging people. Not everybody's going to be on the path to college. Not everybody's going to be on the path. And let's find the right path. Let's make sure that we can do that and use these tax dollars to help do, uh, your $529 well, to do well, that.
2: Well, for some reason or another, there, there was maybe not so much but a stigma about a technical trade. And I don't get it. I don't get it.
5: You go and look at the <laughs> Look, average, I know what I pay I mean, my uh, plumber.
2: I know what I pay my electrician. Exactly. And those guys, man, gee, they're laughing all the way to the bank. Exactly. And uh, knowledge is power. So but with that 529 now, I also have had the, the parents say, well, you know, I'm not worried. My child's going to get a scholarship." Look, have you ever seen a college kid that didn't need money? No, no. Being <laughs> no. one of those
5: previous college kids always needed. Money. You know,
2: students, college kids need two things, Zach, and I'll let you know. And I know you know this. They need money and they need their laundry done. And, uh, and so it's the extreme. <laughs> and thank
5: God for mom and dad that I was able to have laundry done and survive. But it really taking that path, I had to put myself through college. I had to take those loans and to be able to complete and finish my degree. I understand the importance of doing that. But it was also I wish there would have been. And we need to get back into the high schools and schools and teach sound financial education, teach individuals how to manage their finances, how to balance the checkbook, how to understand credit and what credit is and what a credit score does for you so that you're making those right decisions even from day one when you're going down that path.
2: Well, you're exactly right, Grant. It's 54 degrees here in Little Rock. I'm uh, Dennis Milligan sitting in for Dave Ellswick, uh, the legend along with uh stacy peterson my communications director uh we've had some interesting conversation zach i'm really and zach's uh, pulling all the strings our producer i'm just surprised how fast the time has gone it just seemed like it was five minutes ago it was six o'clock and uh and and so I, i'm i'm kind of having a blast now yeah i'm gonna have to talk dave to let me do this again of course that may take a while uh to to get that opportunity but uh one of the things that I again uh, kind of review a little bit, Grant, uh, what was your take? Uh, let's say the the web uh, Morgan Chip Welch race.
5: You, you know the biggest takeaway I have from that is that it has forever changed the way you run for state Supreme Court in Arkansas. You mean is it partisan now? I, I think it it was I mean it, 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 there's always been, and, and I think uh, Terry kind of mentioned it before, kind of the dog whistle kind of approach to some of those races. But now you're seeing, and, and I think you're going to see candidates really hug, whether the conservatism or liberalism that comes with uh, whichever path or they align to. Uh, you're going to see, you know, Barbara, for instance, there wasn't a mailer that didn't go out where she wasn't pictured with, whether it was the governor, whether it was Sarah Huckabee Sanders, whether it was Dole or anything. So it's not running from it. It's kind of hugging it, owning it. And running your campaign. So, so that what way.
2: you're saying then, for the record, is that partisan, non-partisan races. Now, we can go back to a few years to the mayoral race in Bryant, yep. where where Jill Dabs she uh, wanted to won, run as Republican, wanted Jill won Dabbs. Republican exactly. Jill Dabs, and uh, you know there was a lot of controversy over that. So, well, I, again, I mentioned to Terry, I thought that the fact that the trial lawyers were behind Judge. Uh,
5: welch uh well but barbara was able to kind of make up that gap in fundraising she ended up overtaking and and raised the most money in that race so you can't negate that as well i think you're starting to see some of that influence maybe wane a little bit as we get into some of these judges races and uh especially on a statewide level you're just not going to be able to ignore some of that undertow and and you're just going to have to hug it
2: well let me uh, say too again let me congratulate all the candidates uh uh, out there even the ones certainly that that lost races it's you know life's going to go on you're going to learn i lost two rep races and uh, uh for the house of representatives from the bryant area and i thought you know the you know, it's the world's coming to an end. And I actually jokingly tell people, if you run for the House, you want to win. If you lose twice, they're going to make you state chairman. And that's, <laughs> that's what I became. And then opportunities opened up. And, of course, again, the pleasure of being able to serve as the Arkansas Treasurer. State. Uh, are we good right now, Zach? Uh, we're, we're going to take a little break here. We'll be back. We'll talk with Grant Wallace some more about the races, about the Treasury, Stacy Peterson, and uh gee, whatever else is on your mind you're we are back, and obviously, I'm not Dave Ellswick, I'm Treasurer State Dennis Milligan setting in for the illustrious uh legend uh and something I wanted to do and and for for you l- listeners out there, five o one eight two three oh nine six five if you would like to call and ask a question uh of me of the treasury of the elections, a comment negative throw him off the show don't ever let him back whatever the case may be uh, I would again 5018230965 you know Zach I tell you it just seemed like it was six o'clock a few minutes ago time flies when you're having fun
3: these three hours every single morning goes by so fast. Is that right? Well, it I does. guess you're
2: just so intense and you're pointing and shaking and shaking your fist at me and <laughs> frowning and everything else. But, you know, that's what amateurs get you. Uh, yeah, you let me do this for 90 years like Dave and then, then I'll I'll be good. So hey, I'm joined by uh, Stacy Peterson, my communications director in the Treasury. does a great job for us helping to communicate what we're trying to accomplish for the citizens of Arkansas. Grant Wall my chief deputy treasurer, that also has a big, significant impact on the success of the treasury. Grant, I, I want to hit you up a little bit about politics uh, again. What about the Sullivan Cooper race? What was your take on that as a Politico? Somebody that's,
5: uh, w- I mean, wow! What you- what an upset! Uh, if you look at kind of some of the state re- Senate races around the uh, the state that was one of those that was highly watched uh, a very intense race uh you know the NRA kind of get uh, got in there i think some of that swung some of that vote mm-hmm. obviously uh terry was referring to some of the votes that you do have to take and, and when you govern mm-hmm. um that kind of came back and and you know it really is you had a lot of people getting in on both sides uh, so it's just kind of see, are the coattails shrinking uh, kind of thing that's going on here? Yeah. Uh, so it, it it's going to be a fascinating race to kind of continue to watch the fallout. Now, we had a tabs. race in
2: Garland County, you know, not to be left
5: undone, uh, the Clark race. Exactly. That was another kind of hot. I don't think it got as heated. Uh, I, I don't know it that, didn't. Uh, you know, Allen felt as challenged in that race. I think he had a very comfortable win in that. And, and he's one of those that. Uh, the people of his district know that he's going to. They may not always agree with him, but they know he's going to put their I can work tell you as one hard thing. as he else. works hard.
2: Exactly. He works very hard. He's very accountable to his constituency, and I can speak firsthand to know that he's not somebody there. that's just coasting. Again, I uh, all of us have times where certainly people you know don't agree with us. I mean, you're not going to be in politics and not have uh, you know stir the. Uh, 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 the what am I trying to say? And, and, the,
5: and you do. You're going to have to make decisions. You're going to have to come down on issues, and not everybody's going to agree with you. So,
2: so what you're telling me then, Grant, is governing is a little different than running. Uh, always, always.
5: And yeah. it's a very difficult transition. I've been on both sides of the coin there. And, and it takes uh, skill, and it, it really takes some discipline when you switch from a campaign over to governing. And you've really have got to understand that your job is not to hit the bumper sticker slogans or anything like that anymore. Mm-hmm. It's to get something done. And to okay. Pur- to, pur-
2: so results matter. Yes, sir. So when, when I'm running for office and I make a promise, though, I mean, uh, I mean. You,
5: if you make a promise, you're going to have to stick to it because yeah. the voters are going to hold you accountable to any promise you make. As they should. Right. And, right. and uh you know, at the end of the day, uh,
2: our citizens, you know, I, I was a little bit, though uncharacter. we were about right on schedule with the turnout. I think the Secretary of State said it was a little light.
5: Yeah, that's what I was trying to look and just kind of see, you know, the the turnout seems to be a little bit down, which you would kind of expect in a Republican state when you didn't have, you know, a Republican presidential primary, uh, when you don't have the t- uh, the top of the ballot really was the Supreme Court race for the statewide So it it kind of trended to what I would have anticipated. I I think
2: President Trump's going to be mad. Yeah. You know, he only he, got 97%. I know,
5: I know. He was probably striving for that 99 100%. Uh, he, he likes to, to, and he is going to be great and keep America great. And when you're talking about results, man, that guy's getting stuff done in D.C.
2: Well, again, making the hard choices, I I, I don't always agree with the president, but I sure like these results.
5: And, and who doesn't? And and I think that's when we get into November, regardless of who's at the top of the Democrat ticket, you're going to have a very stark comparison to somebody that's getting something done when average american can go back and look and see what's going on in their 401k well
2: when we come back again we'll join grant wallace stacy peterson talk a little bit more about elections accountability politics whatever is on the listeners mind so we will be back here on the dave Ellswick show wow stimulating i like that Dennis Milligan sitting in for Dave Ellswick this morning. Uh, headed up by Zach Thomas, not the former linebacker from Miami, uh, but uh, but <laughs> but ultimately, hey, you, you've lost a few pounds, Zach. <laughs> yeah,
3: those days are gone, though. Yeah. Elementary school.
2: Don't spend the you know. money, Zach. I hope you invested your your pro <laughs> football money. Uh, joined by Grant Wallace, my chief deputy, Stacy Peterson, my communications director, and Grant off air. We were. Kind of reviewing a little bit, uh, you know, we talked about the Barbara Webb race. We talked about uh, the Sullivan-Cooper race and what the ramifications were there. So really, to a point, what you're saying on that race is Cooper took one for the team, uh, for the
5: I, I think there were some votes that you have to take, and, and and you end up paying for them ultimately. But governing is about doing the right yeah. thing, and you, you the consequences you kind of take and roll yeah. with them.
2: Well, and we talk about that, and certainly supporting the governor and helping him with his policies important. But also that uh, stand down that uh, national rifles. I mean that stuff, boy. Those people up in northeast don't play.
5: And they, that's when gun you get the NRA engaged, and, and I think they really kind of highlighted that and. Folks focused in on that and made that a thing and look you have to see that it had some impact you just have to acknowledge that that really probably is what made the difference in that race
2: well let's think about it. in arkansas you know camouflage is our uh, uh, state uh, color or or, or uh, certainly state uh, and and guns those types of things uh,
5: it, it's not just a slogan it's a lifestyle no category.
2: it is it, it very much is and i'm born and raised right here and i'm right in line with that one so when when that occurred and, and uh the the uh, NRA endorsed uh uh Dan Sullivan uh that that took some of the air out from underneath the wings of, of Senator Cooper. So right. uh now moving on, you know, we had some races. You know, one of the things that uh again earlier this morning talking about was the fact that used to in the old days you couldn't find a Republican running for nothing. Now we've evolved, now we're we are sort of like the Democrats, uh, and for the disclaimer, I am a Republican. I'm the first Republican ever elected as the treasurer of state, so not not ashamed of that by any means. But we've evolved now to where we're sort of like what the Democrats were.
5: Right. I, I mean, I remember when I was, you know, first started getting into campaigns and politics, twelve years old, taking my red wagon, putting out signs around the neighborhood, and it was one of those that I had two or three candidates, and they they were straight on to the general. Man, what a new day do we have? Where you're sitting and you're looking. There's competitive races all across the state. You've got South Arkansas with Ben Gilmore and, and Dunklin down in that seat. You've got North Arkansas with the Gilmore won that, I believe. And he did. Kudos to him. Great campaign yeah. that he ran there. You've got Delarosa Rosa in a three-way primary up there. Uh, you know that she's in the runoff, and, and so love seeing just the growth and it's not just in one area you know used to it just was northwest arkansas you're seeing it all across the state and you're seeing the state come around and realizing that the republican principles and platform really is the right common sense approach to government
2: i do want to say this as a former chairman of the state republican party something that i hope will occur is candidates that perhaps lost uh, don't give up. No, stay, uh, involved. stay involved. We need please. you, please. We need
5: your voice. We need your experience. You ran for a reason, mm-hmm. you know, keep going at it. Yeah. too
2: many times, uh, we, we lose good people that put themselves on the line. They lost. We don't encourage them. You know, I did hear a Democrat candidate and I kind of take uh, some of what this individual said is look, we in our primaries, we are we're playing against our own team we're practicing against our own team and so we don't need to completely uh self-destruct
5: and no, yeah uh, no primaries are scrimmages now we've got to focus on the game it's game time to get ready for november we've yeah. got important races all across the ballot that we've got to make sure to keep america on the right path and, and to keep the state on the right path we've got to continue to support and elect good republicans all up and down the ballot
2: well we do and uh and I think, again, as we get into the general election, uh, Arkansas is going to be profoundly uh, red again. Yes, sir. Which is one of my favorite colors, uh, yes, actually. It looks so, good on you. Uh, yeah, thanks, Grant. Yeah, <laughs> that, that raise, raise, denied. <clears throat> yeah, trying to butter me up. Yeah, yeah. Zach's having a fit back there in the production room. I mean, he's like, "Wow, no, no, no raises." We we run a very tight ship here, we Grant. We do. Yeah.
5: But so go ahead. What a surprise Super Tuesday was. I mean, is Joe Biden now the new comeback kid? I a- think and he has is. Has he really been able to kind of coalesce the, uh, so to speak, moderate or left of, center left mm-hmm. kind of wing of the party to come around? And, and I mean, just to see some of the results, going down to Texas and being able to pull that one out, getting that huge delegate count, uh, well, it's really a surprising what five well, look, days will do in a All campaign. of us
2: to a point I kind of like to live on the wild side. Uh, I know I'm glad that the internet wasn't, well, let me go. That's a different we are all of glad conversation. The wasn't all right. Back so, then. but my point being is when it really gets down to it, uh, we come back to reality. Joe Biden is the mainstream. Uh, Democrat candidate uh, Sleepy Joe as the president calls him uh, and uh, you know uh, what I see uh, something that said the message that he has is he forgot he didn't know what message he does have.
5: Uh, well, but even Bloomberg, I, I mean, to spend the $500 he's thinking, million dollars, and he's thinking about getting out and it is you I mean, really to spend and I know it's just pocket change to him, but to go and spend $500 million on a primary effort, it was a very non-conventional approach. The worst thing the man ever did was get on the debate stage. You really saw that that was the the Achilles heel to his campaign. And had he not stayed, I think the results would have been dramatically different. well, they attacked
2: attacked him like it was nobody's business. And it was.
5: I mean, everybody – and, you know, you're sitting here, and you've got everybody going to to Bloomberg, and they totally forgot Sanders was in the race, it (laughs) felt like. I, I mean, you're sitting here. You have very polarizing positions. And you just kind of let him sneak through to this point. Now the attention is all going to be on Sanders. And how is he going to respond? Yeah. Well,
2: again, uh, uh, he will just be another uh, individual that's uh, a part of history, so to speak, because a socialist is not going to be the president of the United States of America. Well, and
5: you saw the response of the middle part of America, and, and I mean that in every sense of the word, middle America the demographic middle when you've got white yeah. black brown vote all coming in you're seeing them reject socialism all across the board when they get the opportunity what, what to vote. margaret
2: uh, uh margaret thatcher say pretty soon so socialism doesn't work because pretty soon you get you run out of other people's money exactly <laughs> exactly and, and i think that's a great comment uh uh when you uh uh when you put it in that uh and of course some of the others but again i feel like now things have settled down right you'll right. see the candidates exiting i'm speaking of the presidential democrat candidates exiting
5: and uh, uh I, I think it probably now will be the comeback kid joe biden right it's gonna you know we'll go back to 92 kind of see that whole clinton kind of esque revival of a candidate of a campaign uh and then you know they'll be able to kind of go through the convention i i think biden will start kind of knocking in some of these uh, delegate counts, I think he'll be fine. And then we're going to focus on uh, November, and you're going to have two stark different
2: uh So candidates. You, you're saying that you don't think there's any, uh, what do they call a brokered
5: convention? I, I really think we're past the brokered convention at this point. It, it really, once you start getting Buttigieg and Klobuchar, uh, all these folks starting to drop out and kind of coalesce behind Biden, all of that's just going to swing. We've got many votes to be cast still in this process, and I think that momentum. Momentum is the biggest thing in campaigns and in politics. Yeah, you've got money and momentum, and, and he'll be able to kind of go through. And, and Biden get this was nomination. running low on
2: money, but now that's going to
5: change. It's right? going to change. Yeah. You're going to yeah. start seeing all of that just start funneling in. I'm sure he's going to have the billionaires, as as uh, Bernie likes to call him, come and support him. Uh, But look, money is the lifeblood of politics. You have to have it to run, and and he's going to have – All so speaking of that,
2: now let me get your take. So Bloomberg decides maybe he's getting out. He's got a lot of dough. Does Bloomberg get behind, or does he go off like a kid that – you know, I'm taking my bats and balls and and, and leaving, and I
5: ain't. Come. Does he Man, throw in? Wh- what an organization! He's had staff not only oh, in Arkansas. Oh, oh, let me America think. Somo- Vice president. You've got that. You've got Treasury Secretary. You've got Secretary of State. You've got a lot of things that you know. As the nominee, you can start kind of brokering your own kind of coalition there, so to speak. But I really, I think Bloomberg is still very passionate about trying to defeat President Trump. I don't think he just takes all his marbles and goes home. I think you're going to start seeing some super PAC-esque kind of work that's mm-hmm. going on. That That organization can't just evaporate overnight, but we're going to find out today. You know, I think he'll probably go out, have a press conference at some point today and kind of announce his intentions. Uh, I would see him winding down his campaign, throwing his support behind uh, Vice President biden and uh we'll start kind of seeing uh the battle against bernie start up now
2: okay so jumping back again into state politics uh everything as you so so what was your surprise race was it the cooper sullivan or the percentage that dan sullivan won that race i mean that was like what 18 points
5: yeah i mean that was a huge win i think that was a surprise uh i i think you saw uh, the McGrew coming out of that three-way race without having to have a, a runoff was kind of a surprise. I thought that one might run a little bit closer. And you had to vote for him twice, right? Right. He was there was a special election, and, and then the general, was, which probably helped him in that primary runoff. Well, a little and bit. you
2: know he also had some television time. He is the world's greatest electrician, yeah. McGrew Electric, uh, and I'm. I, 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 Zach reminded me to send him a bill for that, but <laughs> but but yeah, actually, and he was a, uh, a JP in uh, or is a JP in Garland County, so you know, certainly not totally inexperienced in running for a, a rep seat, uh, and and some of that name recognition there from that race. Any other interesting rep races? Yeah, uh,
5: you know, District Twenty Six, uh, Rick McClure, Lorna Nobles. I-, I thought Lorna might perform a little bit better having uh, Laurie Rushing. Uh, just uh, stepping aside from that seat, you know, there's the her, she was Lori's mom, or is Lori's mom. So <laughs> yeah, thought, she not was. Yeah. 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 Once so the mom, she, always the mom. I thought she might perform a little bit better in that race. So, what do you think that was a pushback? It, it, it might have been. You, you know, I don't know. I didn't really kind of get on the ground locally down there to see. uh, Both of them are very well liked, they both have a very successful real company down there. Um, So it may have just been uh, kind of a rejection of passing it on to the family. Uh, Sometimes that does play into some of these races. Uh, So that one was kind of a surprise just in kind of the the response and kind of the turnout there. And, and, you know, my home district, District 28, uh, really was a surprise to see Tony get as significant of a win as what he did. Uh, I think the NRA coming in on that race kind of helped uh, build up that cushion that he's got. And, uh, you know, it, they both ran a very good campaign. I just think his, okay. his ideas connected a little right. bit better.
2: So Saline County, uh, truly a red county. Yep. Uh, in fact, again, I, I served as the circuit clerk in Saline County, was the first Republican ever elected to that office then. Man, I'm just making history all the way around. Uh, but uh, do you think there's still, I mean, for a Democrat that says, hey, I want to be a Republican now, is there a certain amount of time that's got to go so they can be recognized and not someone just trying to take advantage of putting an R by their name?
5: Well, and and, and I come at this from a very different approach. I was probably Republican the day I was born. My parents loved to tell the stories of having my rocking chair sitting and watching Ronald Reagan on the, on the TV. My favorite uh, president. So it's one of those, you know, like I said, 12 years old, t- carrying the red wagon, putting out signs. So I come at it from a very different approach. I do understand the So you're evolution. sick.
2: You were obsessed. I, 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 you You've got, I, I, I a, you've, you've got an addiction. I've got addiction. a disease.
5: I have a problem. Yeah. And, and my name's Grant Wallace. I have a problem. in called <laughs> politics. Uh, but it is one of those things that I do think that there is that conversion process that you have to go through. And you've got to prove some, some of your credentials, so to speak. You know, what
2: I found interesting, though, in that race, again, my home county of Saline, uh, was that... Uh, You know, there was a video of her bad-mouthing the governor, and yet the governor really, at least, you know, you would have thought, man, he would have had uh, shown his teeth and would have really come. And he really kind of stayed out of that, at least on the... At
5: least on the surface he did, and it was one of those that I think he had met with both of them, and he knew that both were probably good candidates to have in that seat. Um, So, you know, I I just think for voters, you can't transition from starring in an attack ad, and then trying to run to be the, uh, you know, the standard bearer of that district.
2: We come back, Grant Wallace, Chief Deputy, Stacy Peterson. You're listening to The Dave Ellswick Show, and I shall return. All right, so let me see if I can get my The Dave Ellswick Show. Is that deep enough, Tom?
5: Well, we're going to have to get you the theme song now dave has no. got his theme song coming on, I guess yeah, we're going I have think to get Dave's
2: texting. I think he actually voiced his approval to Zach, which really quite frankly is quite an honor and uh you know there's no question Dave Ellswick is the legend. there's no question he needs to be in some kind of hall of fame if he's not already uh, there, let me tell you something about dave ellswick he <laughs> you're talking about staying your ground and i've I've been called down by him more times than. Uh, I mean, that I'd like to admit, but uh, when you're doing the kind of job that you promise to do, he also supports you, and I, and I appreciate Dave Ellswick and we wish him a very quick recovery. Uh, you know what? It's It's been such a great morning. you got a few minutes left, but uh, I, I just can't uh, say enough. It, it, man, time flies when you're having fun. You know, I started off just a little shaky because I haven't hosted the show in quite some time. Uh, but uh, now I'm kind of finding my rhythm and feeling good and it's gonna be time to leave so uh uh Stacy I've uh, unfortunately been a little bit quiet do you have any input any final words uh, of being uh, demanding that you be here this morning
4: <laughs> not really no I just I mean going going back to the smart women smart money one of the things that I did want to um Mentioned we held that event on Friday and it was that was, a, that was
2: our second annual second Smart annual Women
4: event, yes. Um,
2: which the theme on that is it's never too early or never too late. You know, one of the things, uh, and I appreciate you bringing this back up to me is as I stressed the women in our lives are usually the first to take a back seat. Uh, you got a family member sick, they leave a job, uh, they don't, I mean, they don't, uh, they, they, They just pay a price that is above and beyond. And then women live longer. They're less paid than men. So certainly learning about finance, how to manipulate estate planning, how to save for college, how to uh, invest, uh, a number of different things that that, uh, we uh, actually, I think, had an opportunity to present on Friday. Yeah,
4: and I think uh, traditionally women – don't typically handle most of the finances traditionally that's more of a uh the husband's job yeah um but we're seeing now that more and more women are and it's very um well, yeah, just, Stacey,
5: what's the stat that we had found that over the next five years, majority of women are going to control two thirds of wealth in this country? Yes. So no, know, in the world, in the world. So yes. I mean that it, we've got to empower them in any way that we can. Well, but l- let's bring it down to something
2: really simple. Think about Mary Catherine Ham came in and spoke. Her husband got killed unexpectedly in a bicycle accident. Passwords. You know, mm-hmm. think about it, women out there. If, if something happened today, can you access passwords? Are you on the checking account? Can you, I mean, think, think about those things. And we don't because we think we're just going to go on and on and on and on. So I, I want to encourage, and in fact, if, if any women out there have any questions, please call the Treasury so that we can help uh, just because the conference is over. Uh, we'll be doing it again next year. We right. want to encourage all of our women to sign up. It's free. We raised the money, no tax dollars involved, and again, a very successful conference uh, this past Friday.
5: No, it was a tremendous opportunity really to just kind of plant seeds and and empower women to just take control of their financial health and well-being. Uh, It's just like you said, and my mom's number one about putting everybody else first and not taking care of herself, and it really means a lot to be able to provide the tools for women to kind of jump in take that control take care of themselves because they're going to outlive us all <laughs> and it's going to be one of those things that yeah. they they really need to be able to and, and we've got to work on on equal wow. pay and all those kind of things to make sure well, that they are equipped being to the father of, of
2: only one child and being a woman and one of the things that we we taught our daughter tiffany tina and i in fact tina texted me in here and boy she's my largest critic and she's saying you're doing a good job man I'm feel like I'm walking on air right now. Gee, hun, thank you very much for those kind words. I hope they're uh, they're they're the truth. Uh, I think they are. But we we wanted our daughter to be prepared, to be educated, to be not that. Uh, look, uh, she's produced me three wonderful grandkids. She's a significant part of my life, my daughter. But let me tell you, there ain't nothing like them grandkids. And uh, man. Uh, I, I just love and adore them. That's why I'm interested in their education. I have twin granddaughters, a grandson. So again, women significant in my life, uh, all of our lives. And uh, so, women out there in Arkansas, thank you very much from the treasurer, state Dennis Milligan. It's never too early, never too late. So, uh boy, I tell you what, the time has gone by so fast. Zach again's kind of giving me a little bit of. Of, of signage here telling me, uh, oh, I got one minute left, so let me take one minute to say thank you very much, citizens of Arkansas, for allowing me, your treasurer, State Dennis Milligan, to serve you. We take it very seriously. We take uh, good constructive criticism, how we can improve your treasury, how we can be accountable in state government, how we can have an impact. Uh, uh, the old saying, "I'm here from the government. I'm here to help." Uh, we actually want to live up to that expectation. And uh, I, I just can't, again, thank you enough. If you're around in June, come back and visit us at the state capitol where we will uh, have our new re- uh, uh, res- restoration, restoration project complete. And uh, so, uh, and I love to get out and personally meet uh, uh, all of our citizenry that come in. And uh, all I can say is uh, we'll have uh, guests back in tomorrow. Uh, guest host uh, tomorrow and Friday and I would say uh, then Zach good day from the Dave Ellswick show